everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Hidden Rebels podcast. I'm your host, Christina Marie Leonard, and today my guest is writer-director Edward Payson. Hello. Um, we had Edward on the podcast a few months ago. Um, <laughs> oh, he has cats, too. Um, he and Chelsea over here. Chelsea is also in the film industry and does makeup and hair, and she's amazing. And we all have cats. Pretty much most of the people that are on this podcast have cats. We're on so. location in a four-cat four <laughs> household right now. Yeah. These are the Ewoks in the background. Anyway, we had uh, um, Edward on the podcast, I don't remember, last year. It was like it was, after... It was, like, it was before you even moved to your new place. Yeah. So it was, was it after Rogue One? It doesn't matter. I think it was like, yeah, I think it was months after Rogue One, actually. Yeah. I think it was like two months or so after Rogue One, so a little while ago. So a lot's happened since then. A lot with Star Wars, a lot with you, like, um, and one of the main things that's exciting, because um, you direct a lot of horror. Yes. A lot of horror movies, and you've had a couple of releases this year. Yes. Can you share some of those with us? Sure. Uh, well, first off, besides the major releases, I had a few of my short films get picked up for... A few compilation movies. Um, I had a film I made called, sorry to be non PG, Pussy Pussy Pussy, uh, and then another one called the Cohas, uh, the Colin Mason Lost Torrent, and they were both picked up for a movie called Sixty Seconds to Die, which basically you have one minute to basically tell an entire horror story, and it's a hundred directors. Uh, some people have more than one film. I was one of the ones who had more than one film. Some people have, you know, just one film, but there's like over a hundred directors, and it's just a project that um, came into fruition because I was asked to, along with these other directors from all over the world. Um, I have one of my short films, The Itch, that just got picked up for a movie called Grind Exploitation Four Melt Exploitation by Troma. Um, so they released like the Toxic Avenger, and they've been around for years and years and years, uh, kind of like the cult cult heroes of the indie horror indie uh action world and then um i have two feature films that i'm working on right now one's one's an actual narrative film starring Corey feldman called the sunday night slaughter and that will be uh done uh, we're trying to get it out by april to festivals and that kind of thing and then we have a documentary called our friend john that i'm working on which is um basically uh we had a close family friend who passed away who had complications due to sickle cell anemia, and when he died, my brother and then all his close friends decided to make a documentary. I'm sorry, decided to make uh, the film that he was writing before he passed away. It was a short horror film, and then we did a documentary about the making of that film. That's so cool, and I saw the trailer of that on Thanksgiving. Yes, yes. Which is really cool. So... Is that available, the trailer, for them to watch online anywhere? It will be. It still needs to be color corrected, so you were one of the early early viewers um we need our dp james goodwin to get into gear and color correct everything <laughs> filmmaking <laughs> cool so a lot of stuff coming up and one of the things that you shared with me so um you know you're one of the people that after seeing star wars like text me and i text and we're like okay what did everybody think we haven't talked about it yet because yeah. obviously the podcast so I have no idea how you feel about it. I don't think you know quite how I feel about it. No. Maybe you have an idea. I'm excited to find out. And you guys can listen for the first time. Maybe we'll argue or get along. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it is suspense. Uh, so you want to know? I want to know. I want to know. Yeah. Tell me. What did you think? 
my first impression as I was supremely let down. Um, not prequels let down. But, oh, well, I did see your list ranking, so I have yeah, an idea. Not yeah, not prequels let down, but definitely didn't reach the mark that I thought it needed to meet to give us something new in the Star Wars galaxy. Anyway, um, there's just a lot of different things I just didn't agree with with the the storylines. I felt like uh, Finn was just completely wasted, and like his whole storyline just led nowhere. He couldn't even complete a mission by himself. He had to be saved in the end anyway. Um, you know, we, my, my, what were your pressing questions from the first movie? Like what were the, at the end of, at the end of Force Awakens, what were your questions that you wanted answered from Last Jedi? Oh, well, let me start with none of them were answered. Yeah. Yeah. Um, none of the boxes were checked Mm -hmm. except for the dissatisfied box that was checked. Um, who were raised parents. That was like answered, but kind of in a grayish. Like yeah, some yeah, people, you still don't know. Yeah. It's like, is he manipulating her and just trying to be like emotionally abusive by built, like putting her down so he can build her back up later and really her parents are someone and he's just yeah. saying that? Or, you know, they are, like, if they really are just junkies. I feel like the way that that was done, it's kind of like in a movie where they kill somebody off, but you don't actually see the body, so you don't for sure know if they're really dead. Or, or um, you know, an example I've been using is uh, the show Kevin Can Wait. Mm-hmm. It's been a big story where they um, got rid of the actress playing the the mother or uh, Kevin James's wife on the show. They got rid of the actress for one reason or another, but they didn't do it like on screen. Mm-hmm. So... They just copped out, and in the second season, mm-hmm. she's gone. But it's one year later, and they've all gotten over her death and everything like that. And like, they don't even give like a grieving process or anything like that. Just kind of like something they just you know yeah. threw out there. And oh, oh, yep, this happened. Yeah, uh, that's how I felt like it was when we got to figure out that Ray's parents were supposedly just junkies. It's like, oh, we, yeah, we put no effort into this. Yeah, and that's what I felt like for a lot of the a lot of the things, especially like one of my questions was Snoke. They had, I feel like they had all this um, area to like really expand and really make this awesome, mm-hmm. evil character that we can like, you know, like hate. Mm-hmm. But the whole first movie, we just see him, like, on, um, you know, like just through like a teleportation thing or something like that, hologram. And this one, he's the first time we see him. Essentially, he gets killed. Yeah. Um. We don't have any backstory on him. We don't know why he's the Sith Lord between, you know, Return of the Jedi and now. Um, and I feel like it was just a completely wasted, wasted moment. You know what's actually unbelievable about this movie? I didn't hate it, but I was very disappointed in it to the point where it actually made me appreciate a lot of things about the prequels. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that, you know, um, you learn a lot of information in the prequels. Like you learn about Darth Plagueis. And even Count Dooku shares a lot of stuff. You know, there's like yeah. a lot of conversations with a lot of info. Probably too much to the point where yeah, it's like yeah, really yeah. wordy and kind of like a soap opera in space. But I feel like this movie was the opposite of that. Like, you know, you just know nothing. Yeah. At yeah. least in the original trilogy, there was like a there was like info with mystery. Mm-hmm. Here, there was no info, and there wasn't even really that much mystery. Yeah, and I just feel like they just had a lot of characters that has had nothing to do. Like, so they kill off Leia, and then she flies back into the ship for some reason, 
for some reason she's able to do that like come back from the dead um and then they just had nothing for her to do the rest of the film. Mm-hmm. Bring her back from the dead for her to do nothing the rest of the film. And then die in real life, so they could have just killed her off really yeah. nicely there. Yeah. Um, and then just the whole, the whole idea of like... Killed her off really nicely. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, that yeah. was like a weird thing yeah, to say. messed up, but... Yeah, so, but then like, on top of that, we have all these characters that really had no character arcs. Mm-hmm. The only one who had any kind of arc, uh, and by arc, if people don't know, I mean by, you know... They're different from they are what they are at the beginning of the film. Mm-hmm. I feel like the only person that was like that is, uh, I mean, Luke in, in a way, mm-hmm. but he wasn't even a main character, so it really doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, it was Poe. Poe is the only one that really had like an arc where he was like a gung ho, you know, being the hero at all costs. You know, even if people die, to you know, the smart hero at the end, the strategist. Um, you know, I felt like Finn was exactly the same at the end. Ray was exactly the same at the end. And she just is so powerful and just so good at everything. She's just so not compelling in yeah. any way, shape, or form. I feel like she's the least compelling in the film. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I kind of like root for Kyle Ren because mm-hmm. he at least has some kind of like character flaw, you know? Yeah. She has nothing wrong with her. You know, and, and she, I, I love Daisy Ridley. She's fantastic. And it would be really cool if she could end up the way she is the whole time at the end of the movie or in certain times. Um, I love Rey, but you're right. Like, she needs to start from somewhere different. And that was an issue in The Force Awakens, too. Yeah. She started, she didn't have anywhere to grow, really. I, I agree with you. I like Kylo Ren because he's more human. Even though he is, you know, admittedly a little bit emo. Um <laughs> A little bit. A little bit, but he, you know, at least, like, it's something you can connect with as a human, you know. How, it's like, you have a character that can literally do everything. Why is that character compelling in, in the slightest? You know, they're good at everything. She picks up a lightsaber, and she's better than, like, people that have been training with lightsabers mm-hmm. their whole lives and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, the movie was kind of a letdown for me, you know, not sequel bad. But definitely not to the level I thought it needed to be to add something new to the series. Even things as small as like, I thought the choreography for like the fight scenes were was really off and really boring and really mm-hmm. like not anything even even compared to the prequels. I'm not looking for like giant flips and Yoda flipping all around, but I feel like just the way they moved, especially in the the big payoff scene, which I thought was going to be a big payoff, where Kylo and um, and Ray joined forces. I felt like both their lightsaber like techniques were terrible. Like oh, they, I love that fight. Really, I didn't yeah. think it was very very good as far as choreograph uh, the choreography. Um, and then like I feel like they just left a lot out there that could have been done that they didn't do. Specifically, the ending. Like I feel like Luke's ending was like one of the worst like cop outs ever. Like how are you gonna tease? Luke, who we haven't seen in, you know, at this point, when, when did Return come out? 83? Mm-hmm. So we literally haven't heard from Luke Skywalker since 1983. You're going to tease that he's going to go against an entire fleet with just the Force and a lightsaber, and then he's going to be a goddamn hologram at the end, and then he's going to fly into space for no reason when he, like, nothing happened to him? Like, he didn't get hurt? He just, oh, I'm not the Force. It just felt very hippie-ish and, like, just... Well, I somebody explained that to me. Um, that, you know, when Ray and Kylo are having their, like, world melds? Yeah. And um, I don't remember if it, I think it was Kylo Ren said, said you know, it's not possible, Ray, that you could be creating 
that you could allow me to jump into because it would kill you. Like, you wouldn't be strong enough to do this. It would kill you. Mm-hmm. And then they realize it's Snoke that's doing it. Well, I think that in order to do that, like, manifest, like, a hologram version, because it wasn't really a hologram, but, like, whatever it is of yourself in another place in the world is take so much of the force that it kills you. And I think that's why it killed Luke, or that's how it was explained to me but, by someone. It, it, I don't know. It, uh, to me, if you're going by the canon, it doesn't really, it doesn't really work for me because apparently, according to... Um, you know the people who made the video games for Star Wars. Um, I'm thinking specifically about like the Force Unleashed. Do you know anything about the video games? They're all supposed to be canon. They're all supposed to yeah. be like uh, actual stuff that's happened. Um, are you aware of the Force Unleashed and like what the plot is or anything like that? No. Okay, so Force Unleashed came out years ago, but the whole plot is that the whole time um, during the New, from A New Hope to Return of the Jedi, uh, Darth Vader has a secret apprentice. I've heard of the secret apprentice. His name is Starkiller. And he is the most powerful Jedi slash Sith in the world. Um, and the kind of power he displays is crazy. And I felt like we had a moment where that could have been Luke. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, in the movie... In the movie He's so strong with the with the dark side that he literally crushes a star destroyer with the force and this like by closing his hand crushes an entire star destroyer. Wait, when does this happen? This happens in um, the video game. Oh, the, I thought you said in the movie. No, okay. no, mm-hmm. star, like yeah. so star killer. Like so, I feel like Luke could have at least done that with an Adat Walker or like yeah. or something. Like I wanted to see him going around with a lightsaber, cutting mm-hmm. things up. Like right, you know. And I just feel like that fight like really with Kylo. Kylo was like. Very, very like you know what they they hit lightsabers like twice and then mm-hmm. he, and then Luke Luke's fake body got stabbed like I just feel like there wasn't enough and I know he was trying to just get people out of there but it's like come on man like yeah how are you gonna do that to us how are you gonna tease that and then not deliver yeah I like that but there there are flaws you know like you're right like I mean I'll argue my points yet still agree with yours if that makes sense yeah yeah like. I feel like, how did Kylo Ren not wonder why Luke didn't die when they all shot him? You know? Yeah. Why was he not like, oh, darn, let's try again. Like, you, wouldn't you think something's not right here? You know? I mean, that didn't, that didn't necessarily bother me because, like, you know, he does have the force. Right. Maybe he was just able to dodge out of the way. Like, right. Fast enough, just like Kylo was able to stop the bolt in The, mm-hmm. in the Force Awakens. That's a good point. Um... But just, you know, just the fact that I, I think that they just left so much to be desired. Yeah. Especially from, like, I don't I don't think it was... For, you're, so you're going to have our, our one of our favorite characters on an island for the entire movie. You know, the beloved character in the franchise uh, is now a loon on an island. A loon. And you're going to reduce him to, like, that. That's, that's all he gets? That's the only send-off he gets? Like, that's all he does to help the war? Like... At the end of the day, what did he really sacrifice himself for? Just to save them from, like, so they can have more time to get out of these, like, you know, out of these caves? It's like, it seems like he needs a better send-off. He needed more time. I know they're trying to, like, develop the new characters. But, Mm. again, they didn't develop new characters. Finn did absolutely nothing. I feel like the best thing they could have done is let Finn die, sacrifice himself at the end. I'd rather him sacrifice himself than Luke, honestly. He did nothing the whole movie. This is a good point. 
and a good time because I there's two storylines going on at least in the movie. And um so we've talked a little bit about like the Luke Ray the Jedi storyline, right? Mm-hmm. And Kylo. And I want to talk about Finn's storyline, which interweaves with Rose's, because mm-hmm. you directed Kelly Marie Tran in your movie, The Cohasset Snuff. Yes, yes. And um, I'm curious, based on like, like working with her, how, um, how you liked her storyline. If you feel like that, you know, like a lot of people, um, the issues that we have with the movie. Whether or not we have issues, it's like, why are these issues issues? Is it Ryan Johnson? Is it Lucasfilm telling Ryan Johnson, puppeteering Ryan Johnson? I don't think... I actually loved all the acting, and I don't feel like that's an issue. Or is it story-based? So Yeah, I know. I thought the actors were all spot on. I just think the story was just like very silly. Like I thought the whole casino thing was just like, oh my god, are they just adding all this so they can have so many toys? Like... Yeah. You know, come out this year, like, they have a quota for toys or something like that. I thought a lot of the characters were just useless. Like, unless they come back, like, I thought uh, Benicio Del Toro being in the film was just completely useless. Me too. Um, and just, like, his character wasn't consistent. Like, his character saves them just to betray them, like, immediately. And then I wanted him to come back on the Imperial Walker, like, do a Lando, and then it was BB-8 instead. Yeah. And if it had been Benicio, if it had been Benicio Del Toro, I felt like that would have been a little bit of and chaos. And I feel like everybody wanted that. I feel yeah. like, oh, it's Benicio. Yeah. Because he's a master hacker. Yeah, it's no. fucking BB-8. Yeah. I'm sorry, like... but... So, so what did you think of Rose in the movie? And, and, and who did she play in your movie? Uh, in our in our uh, film, she played someone named Christine Chan. Uh, very, very small role, actually. So uh, for our movie, our movie was like a found footage film. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the characters didn't actually get credited until way after the movie was released. Because on IMDb, we just had it say... So there's no credits in the actual movie. Mm-hmm. At the end of the movie, it just ends. Um, and then after release the movie, we put the IMDb up like four months after the movie was released. So... It says, uncredited Christine Chan. Oh, so this is like a Blair Witch Project type. Yeah, For yeah, For people yeah. that don't know what the found footage is. Yeah, are. yeah. So so basically our movie is about a kid in high school who gets a, a camera from his yearbook club and is told to get interviews with all the high school seniors for this big celebration they're going to have at the graduation where they're going to show this, all the interviews on the big screen and all that kind of stuff. Rather than that, he films himself plotting out and carrying out the murders of three classmates and then uploads it to the internet. So, uh, Kelly played a character named Christine Chan, and basically, like, the film is very, um, so it's, the idea of the film is it's put together through a lot of different sources, through, like, the footage that he uploaded to the internet, and then a new fake documentary that, like, people are putting together, and it's all from all these different, like, grab sources. Uh, she plays a character that does, like, an online blog in the film, uh, blogging about a girl who got killed at her school. So it was a very, very short interview process. was just her coming to a casting session and then basically getting hired for the role and then um, kind of improving, then me giving notes, improving again. Um, but she, like, she like killed it. Like, she plays, like, the mean girl, like, bitch-type character. Oh, like, cool. Like, to- she even, like, she even, like, alludes to, like, Michael Jackson raping kids and stuff, like, like in her little interview and stuff like that. Um... No, it's it's very good. You can I'll show you after. She has like a little. It actually the, she was released as some of the viral footage before we released the film. Uh, cool. So when we said like, oh, this is a real person, this is Christine Chan from 
Cohasset Middle School or Cohasset High School, uh, you know, uh, her blog that's going to be in the Cohasset snuff film as well. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I thought that that character I thought was great, but I didn't think, you know, as much as I like her, I think that they were just filling the void because they're like, oh, well, Finn can't be around Ray, and now he doesn't have a love interest, so now let's throw this person in here. Mm-hmm. And let's have this person save him, too. Like, everyone has to just be saving Finn all the time. It's like, when I think about, when I think about, like, oh, God. When I think about the original films, um, nobody ever had to save, like, really Han Solo, except from, like, the Carbonite. Mm-hmm. But that's just because Han Solo, you know, Harrison Ford, like, was over Star Wars. They put him in Carbonite, so... They put him in <laughs> Carbonite. they yeah. did that? Yeah, oh, he was, like, God. over Star Wars, so they put him in Carbonite just to, like, not have to have him on set so much. Wow. Because there was, that like, was, a... And that worked out so well. That was yeah. so cool. <laughs> How um, much money has been made by those Carbonite replicas, you know? Yeah, and the refrigerator refrigerators people have custom made of like the carbonite on the front and stuff um yeah i mean like like i said overall i don't hate i don't hate the movie it just did not live up to my expectations and at the end of the day it is just a bridge film um you know i think back to like lord of the rings and stuff like that the second film the twin the twin the two towers was not as good as the other two Mm -hmm. um it was just something that was bridging us to the last you know even Indiana film. Jones, the second one, I didn't... Like, it was okay. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Not my favorite. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I look forward to see what they're going to do, and I look forward to if any of those questions still are going to be answered. I mean, obviously, I guess we don't care about Snoke anymore, <laughs> but um, is Mace Windu Finn's father? Is Lando <laughs> Carizian Finn's father? Will we see Lando Carizian? Are questions going to be answered in the Han Solo standalone film? Like, oh yeah, what's going to happen with that? I mean, I, I, you know, I have my reservations about that because I don't think they hired a very good actor to play Han Solo, but they hired Donald Glover to play Lando. That's going to be great. Yeah. Um. So, what are your like as a director? What are if you were in charge? What would you do with Episode Nine? Episode nine. Um, oh, that's an on-the-spot question. I mean, I, I don't think... Or Han Solo movie. Um. Yeah, I don't necessarily think that they did a bad job with the directing. Um, story-wise, I would have it so... As a writer-director. I would, I would have... I would, I, I would say, like... This might sound cliche, but, like, less is more mm-hmm. in this case. Like, I feel like they kind of... They kind of hit the sequel button on this one, and... Just felt like they had to throw all this extra stuff in there because it wouldn't be intriguing without it. When The Force Awakens was really just like, here are these characters, here's this straightforward stuff. It wasn't all these like flashy, like, let's ride on these stupid, like, you know, camel thing, horse things on oh, this I casino hated island. And I hated that. I took a nap during the casino scene the second time <laughs> I saw it. Um, it was 8.30 in the morning. Yeah, I was like, I, I would just, less is more, it's, I want to see the story of Finn. I want to see the story of Ray. I want to see them together. I want to see the whole group together doing one thing mm-hmm. and have it be intriguing through the characters rather than Flash and ooh and ah. And for fuck's sake, I don't want to see another Death Star or something like a Death Star being built. I don't care anymore. Does every single movie have to be like, 
you know, when is the Empire going to learn? Like, if they make a Death Star, it's going to get blown the fuck up. Like, for fuck's sake. Like, how many Death Star-type things are they going to have to build before... You know, and they all have, like, this one weakness, this one weakness, this one weakness. Yeah. Well, also, I feel like the New Order... The First Order is dwindling, and so is the Resistance. Like, there's, like... It's, like, not a lot of people. And then I feel like every time there's another movie, like, suddenly they're all back They're again. all back and there's a huge it's fleet. Like, it's yeah. like you got, like, a new life in a video game or something. Yeah, like, you're in the first movie, your whole entire fleet was blown up on yeah. the Star Destroyer. Like, a, you know, the... What is it? The Super... I don't even remember what it's called. The Starkiller Base. Starkiller Base Death Star 2. <laughs> um, and now, yeah, all totally replenished. Yeah. In, like, less than a year. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, where are they coming from? And again, I think uh, um, Phasma was totally wasted again. Another, like, one minute of screen time. Mm-hmm. Just for the almost exact same thing to happen. Like, before she got put in a trash chute, now she gets put down an elevator. Like <laughs> Yeah, I feel like if I was Gwendolyn Christie, I'd be pissed. I like that they showed her eye, though. Like, I thought yeah. that was a nice touch to not have her take her mask off physically. But I, I needed something. Like, what a waste of Bryn of Tarth. Oh, my God. Yeah, I forgot you're a Game of Thrones or two. Yeah, yeah. And, and, um, 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 yeah, I did love that Finn had that moment fighting her, but it was just, but it's so just like, seemed, yeah, and it just seemed like yeah. it was too little too late for right. that storyline. It needed to happen, but they had to have her, they should have had her in the movie a lot more if they were going to do that. Like, suddenly here she is. Yeah. Like, I would have liked more interaction with her and less casino bullshit. Or maybe she's involved in the casino bullshit. You know, yeah. but I just felt like, like exactly what exactly the way you would describe that of like too much going on. Yeah. And did you hear though? And I haven't talked about this before, but the little guy on the casino that was like trying to put chips into R two D two or not into B. I didn't hear anything about that. No. Um, that you know what I mean. The little. Yeah, guy I know. I know like, what you're talking about. Yeah. Did you hear like you know Mark Hamill also voices another character in the movie besides Luke? Is that He's, him? I think that's him. Oh, People really? aren't sure which one it is. But it's somebody in the casino scene, and he wasn't, and he was, like, keeping it a secret. It's like, see if you can figure out who it is. Hmm. I think that's who They didn't it put is. it in the credits? Well, it's in the credits, but nobody, you don't see Yo, you don't know name. who it is, yeah. Right, it says, like, Zumba, or, like, whatever his name is. But then you never find out which character is which name. So, I mean, eventually, I'm sure it will come out. Like, somebody will do some searching and figure it out. But I think, I think it's him. Because I did like that guy. Yeah. It seemed really out of place. But I feel like it's such a Mark Hamill thing to do. Be like, this is bullshit. Can I? Sure, whatever. I'll yeah. do this guy. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, I feel like... Um, I just feel like, again, we need to get back to the basics. Because mm-hmm. the basics is what sold, what made Force Awakens like great. Uh, I Like I... We had talked before. I really like Force Awakens. I really like Rogue One. And I feel like this was like a step backwards for me. Oh. I agree. Although I didn't like Rogue One as much. However, I loved... I loved... Um, was it Paige? Is that Rose's sister? Yeah. yeah and yeah. I, I loved... Her sacrifice. The, yeah. And I loved that when we first... When Rose was first introduced. And I... But I, I feel like from her meeting Finn and from from her being, like, the bigger person, if, if that had then, I like all that, but then when they leave to go, also, I didn't like when they bring Maz on in the hologram. It's like, I think they just forgot to write her into the movie, and they were like, <laughs> oh, shit. 
But, like, from right up until that moment, I liked everything that was happening with the sister relationship, with the Finn thing, and then if they had just, like, maybe gone a different route with Phasma instead. Mm -hmm. Um, But the necklace that Paige and Rose both wear, isn't that a um, Guardian of the Wills thing from Rogue One? I think so. Yeah. And mention it. Yeah, and I think that... So, there's a few things, and apparently... I heard rumors that there would be other things that would resurface from Rogue One, like the there's some place, like a castle, in Rogue One or like a hideout that Darth that Kylo Ren would later live at or something. Oh, okay. Um, but I think that similarly, so like things I didn't like about Rogue One that I'm like, oh, maybe they'll pay off though, and there's like a reason for it. Mm-hmm. Um, similarly. With, I didn't like any of the casino stuff and the stuff with the camel-like animals. But then at the end of the movie, the little kid and the broom, you know, the next generation of Jedi, yeah. like that wouldn't have been possible without all the casino stuff. So maybe that's why Yeah, that well, that's, a, that, that's, a, that's another thing that I had an issue with. Okay, so you're just going to leave all these slave children as slaves on this... On this island, you're like, oh, we got what we needed here. <laughs> release so, the camels. We'll release all these camels, but all these kids can stay as slaves. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> I think, you know how Ryan Johnson's going to be doing another trilogy? Yeah. I think Is it's going to... Well, it's like a separate trilogy. Oh, yeah. Okay. But it's Star Wars. I think it's going to be about the new kids. I think that nothing is going to happen with the kids in 9, but then the trilogy is going to be about the kids. I think they need to do something bold. And by bold, I, I, I mean what they're talking about doing with Star Trek and mm-hmm. like having Quentin Tarantino direct it. Oh, wow. <laughs> That'd be so cool. Right in direct one. Have you read about like Ridley Scott's comments? No, no. What did he? Have I, to say? I haven't read an official article, but somebody. So um, this could be fake news because I'm just like quoting like excerpts of yeah, friends yeah, yeah, yeah. talking. But um, I don't even remember who it was. Sorry to not give you credit, friend. But I think it was my friend Miju that I ran into oh, okay. at the airport, and she's a she's a cinephile as well. You would get along with her well. But she she was uh, she was saying that Ridley Scott was saying, um, and I saw a post as well of this. We'll have to look it up. But that Star Wars is always having like these independent film directors direct all this, their movies because they want to be able to control them mm-hmm. and really puppeteer yeah. them. And Ridley Scott's like, they won't ever have me direct the Star Wars film because I would just do it my way. And yeah. it seems similar with Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, they want Yes Men, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Which, Ryan Johnson's great, but he's probably less of a my way or the highway sort of guy. Yeah. Whereas, like, you know, I don't know. I don't know how if you've seen it or whatever, but I felt like, in some ways, I felt like Thor Ragnarok was more of, like, a Star Wars film to me than, like, yes. than like Star Wars. Yeah, well, it had, like, the good, like, little Han Solo-type comic relief. Oh, we talked about on a f- the past the past two episodes. Um, this is the third episode since the movie came out mm-hmm. about the the very first moment of oh the tone is changing kind of in this movie, which is the Hux Kyla or the Hux Poe phone call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you think about that? Um, I don't know. I, I felt like it didn't match his character. It didn't match his character. Um, Poe or Hux? Um, Poe's character. Mm-hmm. I feel like... I don't know. I feel like his character... We see him change, but we don't see him change in a way that, like... 
makes sense to where he was at. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. He just all of a sudden, like, becomes, like, this this caring, like, charismatic, like, like oh, now uh, I care about all these lives and stuff like that. And I just feel like it wasn't, um, I don't know, it wasn't true to the character. What do you, what do you think about the, the, the phone call? Like, what? Mm, that's a good thing you bring up. Mm. Because I, I'm... I laughed, you know, like a Mm. genuine laugh, but I also was like, I don't know if I want this in a Star Wars movie. You know, like, I'd be okay with it in Thor Ragnarok, but because Star Wars is sacred, and I think that's why so many people have problems with it, because Thor Ragnarok is not sacred to us in the way that Star Wars is sacred to us. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but you're right. Like, I think, I think, because I knew... Sorry, these are very new emotions. Yeah, yeah. I know how I feel about Rey and Luke and Kylo. Which I genuinely like, except for the Ray arc, which mm-hmm. is not really existent. And then the Luke choices. But overall, as characters, I like, those are my favorites. And then uh, for Finn and Rose, my opinions of those are like, I know what the characters are and what they want, but I feel like they were like not used as much as they could have been, right? And mm-hmm. I feel like Finn should be taken more seriously, and I like I have specifics on that. But with Poe... I don't. I, I really haven't talked about him much on the podcast or two friends, and I think it's because you're right. Like I don't really know who he is, and he is different in the Last Jedi than he was in the Force Awakens, and he's now like. And maybe this is because he was supposed to die in the Force Awakens, yeah, and now yeah. he's just like they're like, oh, what do we do with him? Because he's like, it's like he's not a Han Solo, but he's he's like. He's not really, like, as... He's not, like... His sense of humor, he's trying to have, like, the sense of humor is of Thor. Yeah, yeah. But he's he's not Thor, you know? And he's good-looking, but he's, like... He's not, like, the leading man of the movie, really. And I think it's just, like... It's like an actor that doesn't know their type. Yeah. It's not a bad actor, but it's like, what? It's like it's not like I don't like Poe, but it's like I just don't know where to stand here with you. Cause yeah, and I feel like that might have happened. Maybe there was a lot of like rewrites and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, because I felt the same way about like Finn's character. So we, when we first see Finn's character, he's trying to escape to find Rey. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the first movie, they kind of like developed a relationship almost between like Finn and Rey. Mm-hmm. Um, and now like it, it just makes me feel like, oh, is is Finn just trying to get laid like what's happening he's with he's with another woman all of a sudden like when he was gonna escape with yeah you know, to find this girl and like now all of a sudden he's like in love with this girl like yeah what is happening i think one of them should have died rose or yeah Finn, yeah that whole thing and then the other one could have grieved and like i think it's fine if they end up together but i feel like that was really forced the way they did it yeah 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 and i don't know i i mean i don't think finn's just trying to get laid but i think that the the not the writers, but Lucasfilm feels like they need to like force a romantic relationship yeah, yeah. somewhere, and, and they don't know where so to do weird. it. It's so weird, and I feel like I feel like the film ended in a way that was like everything is resolved. Yeah, everything yeah. like it, it literally ended with them like almost be, like being kumbaya type of thing. Like at the end, like yeah. oh, everybody's smiling, they're in a circle, they're mm-hmm. telling stories. Like it's like That's whereas a- as Force Awakens, like. There was turmoil. There was yeah. stuff about to happen. We saw the lightsaber. There's a bunch of holy shit moments where I feel like in, in, there was no holy shit moments mm. in any of this movie. Yeah. Everything you could see coming from a mile away uh, and the stuff you couldn't see from a mile away, you're like, I don't give a shit. I don't care. Yeah. 
And there were too many characters. Like, in the original trilogy, the main characters are Luke, Leia, and Han. And then we've got Lando. He's a big character. And we've got, you know, Vader and Palpatine. And they're, you know, but it's not like, it's not like we've got Finn and Rey and Rose and and also Luke and Leia and Poe and... And why do we need Laura Linney's character? Like, <laughs> yeah. Why, just like, to have her in the film? Like, oh, this is the girl from Jurassic Park. Yeah. Uh, like... I, and also, I didn't like the way they used her, really. She just seemed like an add-on, last-minute friend of the director type of thing. Yeah. Like, it made was, no sense. I was so excited for her to be in it, and then it was kind of a letdown. Yep. Just another letdown. It was just very letdown, you know? And then everybody's upset that we're upset. Yeah, yeah. You know? Like, I have friends like, oh, like, oh. What did you want? What did you want? Like, you I'm going gonna, gonna to continue to like Star Wars while you hate on it and all this stuff. Like, Yeah. And my dad was like, well, well you didn't like the movie? Well, what are you going to do with your podcast now? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I mean, I'm glad that, like, it's not like I completely hated it. It's not like I it's don't It's like have... a sports team. You don't yeah. hate your sports team because they lose one right. game. You're just pissed. Yeah, you're just mad and you want them to do better. Yeah. And I want them to do better with this. And I think they can. And Han Solo comes out next year, is that correct? I think so. Maybe 2019. Oh, well, okay. But what's crazy to me is Disney has said they want to make a Star Wars film every single year for the next, like, 50 years. Wow. So we could, like... <laughs> you could direct a Star Wars film. Seriously, would you want to? Like, this could be a real thing for you. I, I mean, I wouldn't, say no. I wouldn't say no. I wouldn't say no. I need to, uh, you know, get some more films under my belt that they... Might be in that genre or something like that, but well, I'll go. Get I, my I wouldn't say no. Suit. I wouldn't say no. There's very few films I'd want to make sequels of, but uh, Star Wars would be one of them. That'd be super cool, and then you could bring all these ideas to fruition. Yes. Um. Well, as we near the end, is there anything else that you would like to pitch or share, or things we forgot, or moments that you didn't get a chance to sh- talk about? I don't think so. I think we hit everything. Cool. So this is good. I'm glad. I'm I'm excited that you're. I mean, we don't agree on everything, but I think we're optimistic. Not, you know, we're we're dejected. It's not a it's not a franchise killer. Right. It's not Terminator Genesis. Yeah. It it'll be okay. You know, our hearts will live on through this. <sighs> well, anywhere we should follow you on like Twitter, Instagram. Sure, yeah. Uh, my Instagram is an anti-hero production with underscores between each word. So again, an anti-hero production. Uh, pretty active on there. Facebook, you can look me up, Edward Payson. I'm pretty sure I'm the only one that says like writer director as the profession on Facebook. Um, and then you can go to my website and antiheroproduction.com for info on my new movies and you know places to buy and all that kind of stuff super you guys make sure to check that out um stay tuned for another podcast next week thank you ted for being on thank you thank you guys for listening may the force be with you